everyone, I'm Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Dr. Kathy King and I want you to know you are important to us. We are thrilled that you're here with us today for another episode of Writing Works Wonders. Welcome to Writing Works Wonders. We're so pleased you're with us for this exciting episode today. We will be talking about organizing your writing projects and use table of contents. And we're so pleased to have as our guest author with us, Abby Johnson-Taylor, joining Cheryl and I to discuss this topic and lead a discussion among our participants. This is episode 99 of Writing Works Wonders. So plug in your earbuds, buttercup, and buckle up. It's time to join with your bibliophile friends on Writing Works Wonders. I'm Dr. Kathy King, and I'm so pleased to introduce you to my fabulous co-host, Cheryl McNeil Fisher. Yay, episode 99. (laughs) Ring the bell. Hi, everybody. I'm so glad to be here, too. And Kathy is our master of the website, master of the universe. And I'm so blessed to have her as my co-host and friend. Let's get started. Would anyone like to read the response to the prompt? You've been thinking about a certain historical figure, character, and you wake up and you're in that person's body. How do you feel? What's your day like? First up, we have Abby Taylor. Another time and place. I lay in a world of silent darkness. Something was wrong. Usually, I saw the ceiling and walls of my bedroom and sunlight streaming in through the windows and heard barking dogs and cars starting as my neighbors got ready to leave for work. But now I saw and heard nothing. Someone took my hand and started tapping my palm. I suddenly realized that words were being spelled into it, and I knew what the person was saying. Good morning, Helen. Are you ready to get up? Was I really Helen Peller? The end. Thank you, Abby. Back to you, Kathy. Okay, we're very pleased to have Abby Johnson-Taylor with us. Abby, before we get started, could you just tell folks what sort of work you write? I know I've read some of your work and thoroughly enjoyed it, but would you give us just a brief description of some of your fiction, what genre it is, and where people can find your work? I know you have a website. Yes, I do have a website, and I'll be glad to give that information. Um, I write a little bit of everything. I don't write any, like, suspense, horror, science fiction, or mysteries. Uh, my writing is somewhat romantic. It's family-friendly. I write novels, poems, stories, and I have three novels published, two poetry collections, a memoir, and I'm currently working on a short story collection. Website is https colon slash slash www dot Abby Johnson Taylor A B B I E J O H N S O N T A Y L O R dot com. Terrific. Thank you so much. We have a great diversity of experience on just our little panel that we have assembled here. And we thought bringing in Abby would provide a further dimension 
we have Cheryl, myself. My background is in a variety of nonfiction areas and now fiction. Cheryl writes children's books and also um, has done a memoir and is doing nonfiction. Now we have another book coming out with Writing Works Wonders in April. So we have a variety among the three of us. We came up with this topic because we think it's kind of a a gap in the discussions that we've had, and we get questions from folks about different things. So I'm going to start off with this. Writers have all different ways of pursuing writing projects, and your writing project might be an essay, it might be journaling, it might be your next manuscript, it might be poetry or poetry collection, could be journal articles, could be any number of different things, you know, as a journalist is what I'm referring to. Thinking about how you pursue those and how you would describe your organization. How organized are you? How organized is your process? So, Abby, I'm going to go to you first on a scale of one to five, one being least organized and five being most organized. Where do you think you are on that scale as far as how you pursue it? I am about a four simply because, you know, I'm not perfect. I'm, you know, I'm only human. We all make mistakes. And so I'm not, I'm not going to be overly confident about my organizations. And I'm just going to say that I'm at a four. Okay. I'd have to say that for me, I'm about a four also. I, I, and this is where my name of master of the universe partly comes from is that I love to use an outline. I love to use a table of contents. But I firmly believe that as writers and authors, we are master of the universe of our writing. And we have the opportunity when it's not working or we have another brainchild, we work that in and change the organization to adapt to it. That's my philosophy. So the organization works for us and can be flexible because we're in control. This is something coming out of us. It's our masterpiece. And so that's how... I think of master of the universe. That's the concept for me. Um, Cheryl, where do you think you are on that scale of one to five? Well, it depends on what I'm doing, but in writing, because <laughs> as Talking a creative, about particularly, that's right. I'm a four. And here's the big reveal, folks, that when I say I am a pantser, and I kind of knew I was in between. Some of us, we call it table of contents. Yet it's also an outline and then, or we have an outline and we tweak it for the table of contents. So yes, I do use some kind of an outline and table of contents. Thank you very much. And and this is a realization (laughs) that's come over the last few months or so, right, Cheryl? (laughs) That's right. All of my books have had a table of contents slotting out where I'm going next, not realizing that's actually an outline. Thank you. Terrific. So Cheryl's described a little bit of our next question for organizing process. Abby, what about you? Could you describe your organizing process for us? Sure. I have folders for fiction, poetry, and nonfiction. And in these folders, I have folders for all of my books. So the fiction folder has folders for my novels, We Shall Overcome, The Red Dress, Why Grandma Doesn't Know Me, and then the short story collection I'm currently working on, which is called Living Vicariously in Wyoming. The poetry collection has folders for How to Build a Better Mousetrap, and That's Life. 
And then my nonfiction folder has a folder for my ideal partner, which is my memoir. And then what about when you actually pursue the writing project, like when you were writing The Red Dress, which I absolutely love that book. What was your process like as far as using any organization or not? Well, um, I created a file where I put all the chapters, but by that time I had joined a writer's group, a weekly critique group that met via phone conference. And most of the people in that group were working on novels. And so we would each send a chapter of what we were working on to the list and they preferred to receive it in both in the body and attached as an RTF. So then I created chapters in separate files in RTF. And then after I attended the meeting and sent them the, the, the chapter and had them, you know, critique it. And, and I made some extra changes that I would add to my file. And I know that people say you should never, ever show a rough draft to anybody. Well, this group has been very helpful to me over the years because they not only look look at writing from a writer's perspective, but they'll also look at it from a reader's perspective. So they'll say, you know, this isn't clear. And, you know, when I read this, I thought that. And that kind of helped me get an idea of maybe how other readers would see it. And because I participate in this group, I really haven't felt the need to use beta readers because they have been Mm -hmm. pretty good about telling me about things that need to be changed or something that's not clear and so forth. Excellent. Excellent. I'll talk a little bit about my writing process for the nonfiction books I've done and also for the fiction book and for the short story. The short story was different. That was one file, but I started with an outline and everything I write, I start with an outline and I start to flesh out the outline more and more. So if it's a chapter book, I might do a synopsis of each chapter. First, I start with maybe the titles or the concepts might not be the exact title that's going to end up in the table of contents. But what is the main point of that chapter? And then I write a synopsis, just a partial paragraph for that chapter. Then I go through and I say, what are the main points that are going to happen in that chapter? And I put those bullet points under it. And probably around that point, I open up a file, I copy and paste that information for chapter one at the top, and I start writing. And I start fleshing it out further so that I have more and more detail. And once I feel that I've got most of that out of my brain, because it is running through my brain at rapid pace, and it's so exciting, this is the great part of writing for me, it's the creative part. Then I open up chapter two and I copy and paste that segment out of the table of contents or my outline into the beginning of that new document for chapter two. And then I use that as my guide. In writing fiction, I have found that I need to, because my my book is like 25 chapters, I've had to create character lists and write synopsis of each of those characters, character profiles. We've talked about those before. And as they get more and more detailed, I go back to that master list and provide more details about that those characters. I think going forward, I'm going to spend more time up front developing those characters rather than developing them in great detail in the writing of the book. I've learned that. But those are separate files that I keep that have all my characters in one file so I can search. Just look for character file 
and then I can search for their character name and be reminded of uh, characteristics of them so that I'm consistent throughout the entire 25 chapters of the book. But that that's my process. And I find that I then use other things like following plot and looking at the book. Once I get it drafted out and it's out of my brain onto the pages, as it were, now I go back and look at it and see where's the plot going up and down. And I look at that outline and say, oh, more has to happen in here or this is happening too soon. And that's when the master of the universe goes in. That's me. And goes in and shifts things around. It's almost like a strategic plan that I have and, and I play with it. And it's a lot of fun. It's a creative process. Cheryl, you want to describe yours more? First, you've taught me how to use older files, which has been super helpful. Because the way I organize things in Google Drive is that I will have books. Within the folder for books, I will have Sisters, Time Capsule, Balter Lightning, Cindy and Sammy. But within Cindy Sammy, then I'll have Birthday, Mall, History, Zoo. Within each one of those folders, example, Birthday, I have a folder for illustrations. Open that up. It's got all the illustrations listed. I have a folder for the, the most recent manuscript, a file for the different formats and sizes, whether it's paperback, hardback, ebook. If I do have a newer version of, say, the print book, I now have a folder in each one of these that says older files. The manuscript, it's still within my birthday big file but I no longer have to see it and get confused with it. That's been super, super helpful. I have book covers in each one of my book folders, but I have one folder for all my book covers because a lot of you know, sometimes we only need book covers so I can easily go in there and access them. It's just a matter of practicing what works for me may not work for you. What works for you may not work for me, but it's trial and error. The other thing that you've helped me with is sometimes we don't want them in alphabetical order. We want to put something up near the top. Let's say our schedules for Writing Works Wonders that Kathy and I work off of. We put zero and then the title or zero, zero, then the title, zero, zero, one. There's one that's zero, zero, one that's just graphics. So that helps rather than us going all the way down in alphabetical order to find them. So I appreciate that. That's been very helpful as well. Absolutely. And that's why we're having this discussion. Thank you, Cheryl, that's for right. highlighting that's that. Right. Because yeah. I'll pick up tips from what we hear today. Abby's given me tips. You reminded me. You know, so a thing that I do, I have mm -hmm. a chapter folder for each chapter. I've got my sci-fi book and I have a folder for chapter one, two, three, all the way through. Okay. In that chapter one folder, I have the old file folder, subfolder. And mm -hmm. as I work on a chapter and do new edits, I tweak the title of it. First, I make a duplicate of the file and I put the original in the old file folder and the duplicate, I rename it to today's date. 
I don't count on the computer changing the date. Okay, because the computer just keeps track of the date and something goes wrong, I can lose my version of the file. So I make a duplicate, put one copy in the old file folder for safekeeping. So I always have yesterday's work. And then I change the date on the file I'm working on, open it up and do my work on it. And I know that's the version, my last version. And it's the only one sitting in the main folder for chapter one. So I'm not getting confused with my voiceover or visually scanning the screen, which one is the, the most recent, et cetera, et cetera. Um, and that's really helpful. But I do that for each chapter. Each chapter has an individual folder. It just helps me being able to keep track of things. File management, because I've helped probably 50 people publish books over the years, uh, nonfiction books, and people that had never published before. File management is the biggest problem and version control, both of them together. Mm -hmm. One, losing your copy of what you most recently did and being able to find your file. So coming up with a consistent system that works for you and then sticking with it is really important. Courtney? Do you have writer's block whenever you have a like idea of a book title? Usually I go the other direction. I'll let the other folks talk for themselves. But I usually have a concept for a book and I'm outlining the book and the title comes later. Oh, okay. That, that's that's the way I'm wired. That that's that's Kathy. Cheryl, what about you and Abby? I usually I don't usually outline. I just kind of fly by the seat of my pants. And there have been a couple of instances where I'd get into a novel and then I would be blocked and I'd get I'd get myself painted into a corner and I couldn't get out. And in both of those cases, then I decided, well, in the first case, I had a novel that I called a good read about a, a bookstore, um, a couple in a bookstore where she has to go take care of her father who's having open heart surgery and he's behind and it and he's it strains their marriage. And it kind of got I finally decided to make that into a short story, which actually is going to be included in my collection and then the second thing time is the same thing that this living vicariously in wyoming the title story is called living vicariously and i originally thought it was going to be a novel i won't give it give, give away any spoilers but after you know i and i actually did try doing some preliminary uh outlining i i um i had purchased an, the audible copy of the snowflake method Mm-hmm. And and then I it, it came with the, the PDF that had the all, all the steps. I thought, well, let me try because I wasn't sure how it was going to go. So let me try going through the steps first to see how and see what happens. And I got maybe through step three, and I thought, no, oh, I don't think so. And so then I made it into a, into a short story. Great one, Abby. <laughs> that sometimes what we start off as a longer project, we might realize, you know what, this will work as a short story. Or it might be that what we start off with a short story, we're like, okay, it's good as a short story, but I can also create a novel with these same characters. I want to continue to have them live on in another situation. You know, and, you know, that's what happened with We Shall Overcome, my first novel. It started out a short story, but then it morphed because mm-hmm. I didn't, I wasn't ready to leave the character as yet. Great. Yeah. Now, I've gone the opposite way. I drafted my novel first and then went backwards and said, I think I'm going to do a short story. And that's what we're finishing up right now before I finished editing the novel. 
doing a short story to get that out and get that uh, circulated to build a name in sci-fi literature because I haven't published in fiction yet and to introduce the characters because I fell in love with the characters writing the novel and I can see here in my head and see so many storylines to take them on different adventures. So I'm starting off with a short story, going to release that before the actual novel, which is already done, but not finished through the editing process. These are the things that happen as we work with our content. For me, getting writer's block, what I have found that has helped me, these little prompts have been so good for me, especially right now, being able to laugh and have fun over the silliest thing. I recommend that too. And if you can't think of a prompt, go to our website and we have the prompt book. We've worked on whether it's writing six lines or a certain amount of words. Sometimes that little bit can, and you've heard people say that prompt, a prompt can morph into short story, then go on to a book. Who knows? Some kind of little rhyme or something that doesn't even make sense. It also reminds me that, you know, I use my outline because I wrote a lot of books in my academic career and I would get stuck and, and I would sit there and say, okay, Kathy, you can't get up from the computer and get another cup of coffee until you finish this paragraph, or you can't walk the dog again until you finish this page. And my students would be like, what, Dr. King, you have to do that too. Like we do with our papers. They don't think that happens to writers, but we get stuck. And for me, my outline unsticks me that's not a technical phrase but so that I can say all right I'm stuck in chapter two let me go to what I fleshed out and oh chapter five I can hear that in my head I can see what's happening I'm going to write chapter five today doesn't matter it's next in sequence so I use the table of contents to help me and also what Cheryl's saying that doing a writing prompt on something totally separate sometimes can help just get your juices flowing, get your mind turning again, and then you can turn back to the work that you're doing. There's a lot of possibilities. Any more hands, Chanel? Yes, we do. We have several. First up is Diane Landy. One, one of my um, tricks is I will often use the book name. Let's say if it's a picture book, I'll say Dragon Cakes V1 to note, denote it as version one. And then that way, When I submit it to my critique group, I also have a critiques folder and I will copy that file as, you know, Dragon Cakes Critique V1. So I know which version it is that that critique is for and it helps me to keep track of those things. I've had some trouble with my uh, middle grade novel in that I might insert a chapter or, you know, remove one or something like that. More often I'm inserting and so it messes up the numerical system. And for a while I was saying, okay, 1A, you know, to know that I added a new one and that was getting really uh, cumbersome. Mm-hmm. So now I don't number the chapters. I keep them all in a single document and I just use the chapter, whatever the chapter title is, and then bookmark that. So I can just jump ahead to where, you know, whichever chapter it is I'm wanting to work on. And I found that that helps much better (laughs) if I just keep it all together in one document, because then I can also very easily jump back and say, oh, what did what did this character say back in this chapter? 
um, and it lets me kind of bounce back and forth a little more easily without opening new files and things. Very good. Yes, that's an entirely different alternative than some of us have talked about. And it's in, you know, entirely valid and helpful to many people. Glad that you shared that so people mm -hmm. can consider that as an option. Thank you. And next. Yep. Hey, everybody. Well, uh, first, I want to say thank you for for um, bringing up the file management and the organization, uh, because I think that that's one of the key things that helps me be more creative, not having to be so distracted by where is this file? Where did I put that? It helps me, you know, it helps me be creative rather than worrying about, you know, being the secretary of myself. So, um, so that's really important for su being a successful writer. Uh, and, uh, my process for writing a, a draft is a little different than everyone, but it's been really great listening to everybody else's organizational standards for themselves. So I use a outline. And then I expand it to a chapter synopsis. So when I'm writing my draft, um, as I expand the chapters in my draft copy, I uh, make a synopsis of the chapter in the outline. So, um, so it gives me a, a better direction, a better map of where I'm going, what I wanted to, you know, what I wanted to. Um, to put into um, the chapter, you know, how the chapter is going to open, how it's going to end, th that kind of stuff. So it's, it, it, that's how I do it. So I, I really only have two documents I'm working on at any time. And it helps me kind of, you know, keep my direction and keep the flow going. And uh, it's, you know, when I, when I do finally send the, the draft to, you know, uh, to DLD, uh, it really helps uh, me go back and make corrections when eventually I'm going to have to make corrections. I know that. <laughs> so uh, that's my craziness. And, you know, I didn't come to it right away. It was all trial and error. When I did my first book, I was a two and now I'm a four. So it's a learning mm -hmm. process. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Thank you, Annie, for sharing sure. that. Go ahead, Patty. Hi, thank you for having this call. So um, organization. Wow. I would have to say I'm an OCD organizer, but I won't say I'm a five because the minute I do, some client will write and say, can you find? And it won't be there. So I dare not say it out loud, but I would say I'm a four to a four and a half. And um, I think it's a very file management is so important. So I use OneDrive. So I have folders for everything. I have folders for my magazine, folders for my client stuff. Each client has a folder. I have folders for my writing. Um, inside each book folder, there are chapters and synopsises and just a character list has been a big deal for me this time. And a calendar for my uh, novel, a timeline of events. Mm -hmm. Good grief. That's a big deal. And a book that I read that gave me a lot of insight on that is The World of All Souls. For those of you who are in paranormal and sci-fi and fantasy, she did this All Souls trilogy, Diane Harkness. Well, she wrote a book on how she wrote the trilogy. And it's got so many awesome tips. Um, but I don't have to date my files because every time I open and work on one, 
when I close it, the OneDrive automatically updates the date and it shows me when I hide, when I arrow and land on a, on a file, it will say the name of the file, the author, which is me. And then it will have the date in which I last opened and worked on that file. So very helpful, backed up automatically on the drive. And so I don't have any more lost material. And that's all I got. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Thank you. Happy to be here. I don't get to attend often enough. And next is Marlene Massat. Hi. I would like to address poetry specifically. I agree with the the folder arrangement that everybody's been talking about and everything. But one thing I do not like to do is have the computer generate the contents because I'll do a folder with the title of the poetry book, the type of poetry it is. As I think of a poem that goes in that folder, I'll just add it to it. And of course, it goes in alphabetical order. Well, then when you finally get to the point of putting your book together, the fun is arranging the files in the order that you want them to be in. And that's helps me to actually manually do the table of contents because a lot of times I'll make changes and stick, take poems out of one folder and put them in another and things like that. And uh, it, it helps to, once you get to that point, you, then you get your table of contents done and you're just still adding. It helps as a guide to, keep the collection in some sort of semblance that you want it to be in and um, with novels of course the writer's block issue that's me because I'll start with a general outline and the chapter outline I do as as I write the chapter while I'm writing the chapter I'll add the chapter outline to the chapter outline document and of course you know you can always be changing things and so you know I'll get to the middle of the novel and I'm like okay I know where the end is I know what's going to happen but I forgot how am I going to get there and then you can stall <laughs> for a while eventually it works out uh like you said um a lot of things you do this research by reading books on writing and um having prompts and a lot of this stuff what it is it's to trigger your mind to get your mind back into focus where it's supposed to be and it's surprising how psychologically things work on your mind that you really don't realize because you can have something ironclad in your head and once you get your fingers on those keys it just totally changes <laughs> so thank you thank you marlene thank you. that's very Thanks. descriptive that's really helpful are there any special tools or resources you would recommend about writing organization and project organization. And I think we had one recommendation from Patty about that book, A World, the, the World of All Souls, and where the author talked about her writing process and the different strategies. But do you have any resources or tools you use for your writing organization or project organization and any specific tools that you're using that you would recommend to folks? I know some people use special programs, et cetera, et cetera. So, well, I, the only tools I use are just right here in Windows. Um, I use Windows Explorer and I organize, uh, you know, I, I, as I said earlier, I have folders for everything. And of course I do have, of course, having the way Windows organize everything in alphabetical order is, can be kind of a pain because then I don't know which order I did what, but it just occurred to me. And I've done this when I've done music files, I've sent, you know, recordings, uh, you know, folders, 
of files that I songs that I've sung to people, I would and of course when I did a folder when I recorded my ideal partner, I would uh name put a number by each file. So in like oh one would be introduction, oh two, chapter one. Now that's something I, I just occurred when Marlene was talking about that. Something you could do and I'm and I might try doing it in the future. If I know what order the chapters are going to go in, 01, chapter 1, 02, chapter 2, and so on and so forth. And that's how I would, would do that. But so far, I haven't done that. But that's definitely something to think about in the future. But other than Windows, I and I don't have any use any other resources or anything like that. I just use what I have on Windows. And there's also a program if I want to search for something that I, I download, it's free from Harchin Consultancy. It's called Everything. And you can type in the name of a file. And even if you don't have the exact name, sometimes it'll still find it. Now, I and then that was before I learned about the Windows search feature. If you press Windows plus S, it's supposed to be able to search for files. I haven't tried that yet. That might be just as efficient. I don't know. But so that's what I use for organizing and finding files. So if any of you other ladies want to take a stab at it, I'm done. Okay, great. Thank you, Abby. I do order my chapters the way you're describing. And that's the way I order the folders that have my chapters, 010203. And as Diane said, sometimes when you shuffle your chapters, creates a bit of a headache. <clears throat> you might add in 01A because you're putting a chapter in between one and two. And you don't want to renumber everything and then it gets messy. Uh, so there's drawbacks to that. And she's using table of contents instead to work around it. So there's strategies. But in general, I use that system where the folders actually have the numbers in them at the front of them so that alphabetically uh, the names work. I can sort by name. I also use notes because, full disclosure, I use my iPad for all my work. And I use my iPad with a Bluetooth keyboard. That's what I'm most comfortable using. I can't open right now two Word docs at the same time. So uh, I just saw something pop up today that said that that's possible, but I haven't investigated it with this new version that I just installed. But I have notes set up so that I can be working on a Word document And like Patty said, I'll go into notes and pull up my timeline. And Mm. so I'll see the timeline and see what date it is because I'm doing sci-fi. What's the mission day for chapter one, two, three, four, you know, and I'm putting an extra scene in, in chapter four. I have to be consistent that that date fits between chapter four and chapter five, right? I can't throw in a random date in there it has to be in sequence and so I can pull up my timeline and notes and be able to see that I call it quick and dirty it's very brief just the information I need I also have a very abbreviated character summary in there where I can just pull up the characters and it has very little information in case I get tangled up in my characters because I've been working on this a long time my more detailed character Uh, information and encyclopedia is in a Word document. But I would have to close the chapter I'm working on and open that up. I use notes in companion with Word. That's where I am. How about from our audience? What are folks using as tools? First up, we have Amy. I just use Word. And a lot of times I'll, if I have a thought uh, during the day or When I'm not around my computer, I'll just use my phone and put a note on my phone to insert it. 
And I generally, I actually don't ever do chapters only because I'm not good at writing by chapter. So I think about my process, like I plan out my, um, you know, about what's going to happen in the book. And I think about what I want to do. And then I just see the natural ebb and flow of it. And then I, I just put my chapters in afterwards when it's done. Very interesting. Using the table of contents as kind of like an outline is because I put the titles in there. And some people may choose later on to go back and do chapters by separating them out. So anyway, thought I'd jump back in and say I'm here. Thank you. And Cheryl, <laughs> when you when you, you say you're using table of contents, are you setting it up so that your document has a table of contents linked to each chapter in your file? Or are you just using a file that has a list of the chapter names? Uh, it's usually linked to it. But I do use it as a map. As if I'm walking through this scenario, this book, and where I'm going next. The Patty followed by Carla. Terrific. So tools. Um, I mentioned the OneDrive, also the Dropbox. Both of those mm-hmm. are good because um, you've got that automatic backup. Um, other tools that I use, the Note feature on my phone, my voice recorder. Oh my gosh, I downloaded that free voice recorder app. And a lot of times in the evening while I'm doing housework, straightening them after dinner, whatever, ever, listening to music, I will, I found out that I talk out loud, that I think out loud about my writing. And I even tell little stories, like I fall into the characters. If anybody heard me, they might think I was nuts. But I run the (laughs) voice app, the voice recorder app. It's recording all that. I go back. I wrote a whole chapter one night. It was great. So, yeah, use use that tech to help you out. The other thing in the store, um, you were talking about prompts. Be very observant around you. Think about what's going on with you. Use that observation, the banana fell on the floor and it was squishy. What does that bring to your mind? The next thing you know, um, you're, you're, you found the prompt within that squishy banana. So just think about that. <laughs> squishy Thank banana, you, that's your tool for the day. <laughs> Thanks. Can I just jump in? Patty reminded me of something. You know, Patty mentioned Dropbox. Well, I do use, and I'd forgotten about this, I use Google Drive. And I have the backup and sync program on my PC that backs up all my files to Google Drive. And I have, and I did pay, I'm paying about a dollar a month for extra storage on Drive. And that's how I keep my files backed up. And then I can also access those files on other devices like my iPhone or my Braille Note Touch Plus. So that's also another tool I use. I didn't even think about. So mm-hmm. thanks, Patty, for, for reminding me of that. Yes, yeah, so a lot of these are now transparent to us, Abby, because they're automatic. I use Google Drive and I also use iCloud to back up my work. Right. So, and I've lost so much work over 30 years right. um, because yeah. of file management errors that I believe in redundancy. So I yes. have multiple backups of things. The other benefit in using something like Google Drive or Dropbox is my editor has, I share my Google Drive folder with my editor. 
And so he can just go in. I don't have to keep emailing him chapters. He can just go into a chapter. I say, okay, I'm done with chapter four. And he can go in and open up chapter one, two, three, and four and edit those. And oh, just okay. go through yeah. them because I've shared my drive with him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That, that's good. That's good. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Who is next, Chanel? Next up is Carla. And then if we have time, Diane. Okay. I have to admit that I'm really bad at word and I'm trying to improve because it's easier to, you know, communicate more universal. And I don't use eye devices in this way. Um, but I use a note taker. I think in Braille and I've loved my Apex over the years, but I'm trying to move on to, you know, the newer note takers and learn how to collaborate and, and use them for my writing process. And then I'll do it in Word. But I also have a question um, because I don't feel good. I'm trying to learn more about Word and learn better Word about numbering pages and contents and things like that. I need some help, and maybe this is too long a question to answer here, but I have started, I have this idea for a musical, and I'm writing this musical. One thing, I don't know how to organize it. I have all these ideas, and I'm writing down parts and everything, but I, the, the problem is how to um, to organize it in such a way that I have the script and then I have the music, people were going to sing and different things like that. I, first of all, I don't know how to do that to make them, you know, so, so if they can't sing by ear, which in an ideal world, everybody could sing by ear, they could do it. But I don't know how to organize it, how to, you know, if I should just write all the script out first and on the note taker and then, um, you know, for each song and put it in and then the things that go in between it and then how to get it ready to integrate the script into the score and, and things like that. And I don't know, maybe this is too, you know, long and drawn out for somebody to give me some advice about. But that was the question I had. And I also want to thank you all for, for doing this. I want to say one more thing that as far as backing up, I found this great little tool and it's called the photo stick. And it goes, it goes into my iPad or my iPhone. And I mean, it is quick. When I use one of the Apple devices with a USB, it took three days, no lie, three days on one of my other, you know, to, oh, to back brother. something up. I had to leave it wow. plugged in. So oh, the photo stick is like, and not just photos though. I didn't know this until I bought it and I was doing, you can back up files. So then I have this exterior drive that would go I can go put it into a computer or whatever or just put it back into my Apple devices and it also saves your files. Fabulous. And Carla, I would also recommend that you do a search online if you haven't already, how to organize your first musical. Uh how to ah, organize you writing go. your first musical. Do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I would they think do. you would write a script file. Like Cheryl says, you'd write a score. And you'd write like play instructions, the instructions for the stage, you know, and you'd say act one and you'd put in time points or something so that they would all Mm -hmm. jive together. I'd be very curious to see what they say about that. That's a very interesting, unique, specific project. Thank you, Abby. Any closing? You should do what's comfortable for you. Don't let people say, oh, you should do it this way. Do it that way. No, do it however it's comfortable 
for you. I mean, you can listen, learn about how other people do it, but in the long run, you need to do it the way that you're comfortable doing it. And that, I don't think I can stress that enough. And I probably stressed that too much already. So that's all, that's what I have to say. (laughs) Thank you, Abby. Okay. So the writing prompt for our next meetup, which is um, March 3rd, is using these following three words, hypocrisy, hilarity, and Himalayas, three H's, and you, 100 words or less, hypocrisy, hilarity, and Himalayas. Thank you, everybody, for being with us today, and a big thank you to Abby Johnson-Taylor for jumping in with us and sharing her strategies. I think we heard a diversity of ways to be able to approach this topic, and that I hope that people came away with the idea that there's many ways to do it, and find what works for you. You might not find it the first time, but morph with it, go with it. But please keep on writing. We know you will enjoy it. Our upcoming schedule, we will be here 3-3-23. And Cheryl will be in interviewing Annie D. Davis along with her producer about the process of audio production for books. And that's a very exciting one. A book by Cheryl. Yes, Cheryl's <laughs> one of Cheryl's children's books. Yeah. And then mm-hmm. on three seventeen twenty three, we will be having our one hundred and first episode celebration. So come join us for our writing party. What else would we do for a celebration? Yeah. Yeah. We're going to have I a mean... writing party. Thank you, everyone, for making this a terrific episode. Your participation is what makes Writing Works Wonders such a phenomenal event. We value each one of you. Be sure to visit writingworkswonders.com for these show notes, additional resources, and bonus content. Thank you for joining us today on Writing Works Wonders. Kathy and I are thrilled to spend time with you. A tap on that button that says subscribe so you will not miss our show. You can also tap on the link for writingworkswonders.com. It'll take you directly to all the show notes and information that we shared today. Then you can sign up to receive the Zoom link so that you can be live with us when we are recording. You can also contact us at info at writingworkswonders.com. Our phone number is 347-467-0221. We also have a donate button. All donations go to technical expenses that Kathy and I incur in order to keep this podcast going. Kathy and I want you to feel encouraged and inspired and know the wonder in writing. And until next time, our friends, keep on writing. The opinions expressed on the ACB Media Network are those of the respective program contributors and cannot be assumed to serve as endorsements of products or views of the American Council of the Blind, its elected officials, or its staff.